98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Judd Boaz. The headlines. The Court of Appeal dismisses former Chief Executive Donald Zung's appeal against his conviction for misconduct in public office. The leader of the Civic Party says the SAR's image would be tarnished if the government bans the Hong Kong National Party. And President Trump invites Russian leader Vladimir Putin to a summit in Washington. Former Chief Executive Donald Zung is now returning to jail after the Court of Appeal dismissed his appeal against his conviction for misconduct in public office. But as Priscilla Ng reports, his original 20-month jail sentence was slashed to 12. Donald Zung bit his lips and appeared emotional after hearing the court decision and was being escorted away. His counsel, Sao Wen Yu, tried to apply for bail for the 73-year-old right away, citing plans to take the case to the city's top court. But the vice president of the Court of Appeal, Andrew McRae, said Mr. Yu should not make any application until he has read and carefully studied the judgment, in which all three Court of Appeal judges had agreed unanimously to dismiss the former leader's appeal against his conviction. Mr. Zhang was found guilty last year of misconduct in public office over his failure to disclose to the Executive Council a property deal he had with businessman Bill Wong between 2010 and 2012. At the time, ASCO was considering several issues relating to one of Mr. Wong's companies, including whether to grant it a digital radio license. The judges said in the judgment that the former CE's persistent concealment of his relationship and dealings with Bill Wong was a very serious matter, given his preeminent position in the community. They added that it defies belief that someone with Mr. Zhang's long experience and background in government could have overlooked the need to make a declaration of interest and stressed his action had breached the society's trust in him. The judges also dismissed Mr. Zhang's argument that the trial judge had misdirected the jury about the seriousness of the offense. However, they agreed that the trial judge had adopted an overly high starting point for his sentence and therefore reduced his jail term from 20 to 12 months. The court has also decided to slash the legal costs that Mr. Zhang has to shoulder from $5 million to just $1 million. Speaking to reporters as she left the court building, Donald Zhang's wife, Selena, said the legal team will soon decide what to do next. Meanwhile, Donald Zung is believed to have been taken to Queen Mary Hospital after reportedly feeling unwell. An ambulance was seen leaving the High Court at around 12.40. Housing Secretary Frank Chan says that for now the government won't reconsider plans or demands from some residents to delay their moving into the new housing estate in Kwai Fong at the centre of the latest lead-tainted water scare. The administration's test results at Kwai Choi Estate come back normal, but the Democratic Party found problems with tests of its own. Mr Chan says while he understands tenants are concerned about water safety, he also hopes people can be more rational. He only says people queuing for public housing have the option to turn down the allocation to the estate and wait for another flat. We have the balance between the need for accommodation and the concern on water safety. So far, we will continue to allocate flats for those who are in need of accommodation. By the time when they are given the allocation, they do have a choice to refuse it and wait for another allocation. 
Flats from the Territory's first starter homes project are expected to go on sale later this year. The 450 units on Ma Tao Wai Road will be priced at 62% of market price. The managing director of the Urban Renewal Authority, Wai Chi Singh, who's in charge of the project, told RTHK that for a 300 square feet flat, the price tag will probably be more than $4 million. Only buyers who have never owned a property can apply. For married couples, Mr. Wai says both of them should be first time home buyers. But he says details will be hammered out by the authority during a board meeting next Tuesday. Civic Party leader Alvin Young says the government's move to ban the Hong Kong National Party could not come at a worse time. He warned if the pro independence group is outlawed, Hong Kong's international image will be harmed and it'll increasingly be seen as just another Chinese city. Mr. Young said this would be especially bad for Hong Kong at this time of international trade turmoil. We are now in the middle of a trade war. Hong Kong has to do everything we can to guarantee the rest of the international community that we are no ordinary city of China. Under one country, two systems, under basic law, we are guaranteed an independent custom territory. And we have to ensure that this confidence remains there. Uh, we are, in fact, doing something completely to the contrary. A member of the National People's Congress Standing Committee says the government's proposed ban of the Hong Kong National Party is not political suppression. Tam Yu Chung says the move is reasonable and legal. Speaking after attending a function, Mr. Tam said the National Party has always advocated for the territory's independence and not only has it colluded with Taiwanese separatists, it also tried to spread the idea of Hong Kong independence on school campuses. Mr. Tam said the government cannot continue to tolerate that and should put a stop to it as soon as possible. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, has invited the Shenzhen mayor to attend the opening ceremony of the high-speed railway at the West Kowloon Terminus in September. She also told Chen Rugui that she's interested in leading a 200-member delegation to visit Shenzhen after the opening of the cross-border line to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Chinese reform and opening. The White House says President Trump intends to invite Vladimir Putin to Washington later this year, despite continuing criticism of his summit with the Russian leader in Helsinki on Monday. The White House spokeswoman said discussions were already taking place. From Washington, the BBC's Chris Buckler reports. Over the last few days, Donald Trump has said no president has ever been tougher on Russia, while defending how well he gets on with Vladimir Putin. He's dismissed claims of cyber attacks and electoral interference by Russia, only to subsequently say that he misspoke, and he seemed to consider a proposal for US citizens to be questioned by Russian officials, only to finally state that he disagreed with the idea. And now, with continued scrutiny of the relationship between the presidents, Mr Trump has ordered his officials to make plans for Mr Putin to visit the White House. The U.S. Director of National Intelligence, Dan Coats, appeared to be taken by surprise by the news that Vladimir Putin was being invited to Washington. Told of the development during a live interview at a security conference, Mr. Coates queried the news before saying, that's going to be special. He also said he didn't know what happened during the Trump-Putin meeting in Helsinki. Mr. Coates said yet again that Russia had interfered in the 2016 election. It's undeniable that the Russians are taking the lead on this. Uh, basically, they are the ones that are trying to undermine our basic values, uh, divide us uh, with our uh, allies. They are the ones that are trying to wreak havoc over our election process. We need to call them out on that. It's critical that we do so. 
um, and to then take steps to make sure that they are not able to do this with the election coming up. An international panel of experts has warned that progress in the fight against HIV and AIDS could stall due to what it calls dangerous complacency. The panel says the epidemic could re-emerge. Here's the BBC's Dominic Hughes. AIDS is one of the leading causes of death among younger women in sub-Saharan Africa. But there are fears that health systems may not be able to cope with the sizable generation of young people now entering adulthood. The experts warn that funding for HIV prevention and treatment has stalled in recent years. There has been real success in keeping a growing number of people living with the virus relatively healthy through the use of antiretroviral drugs. But today's report says this presents its own challenges. As the HIV population ages, people become more vulnerable to conditions associated with old age, such as cancer or heart disease. A seven-year import ban on Japanese fresh produce from four prefectures neighbouring Fukushima was lifted at noon. From now on, produce such as vegetables, fruits and milk must be accompanied with radiation certificates from the Japanese government when they arrive in Hong Kong, a similar requirement to the existing import on game, meat, eggs and seafood from the four prefectures. The government decided to lift the ban as none of the more than 490,000 samples it had tested since 2011 contained excessive radiation levels. An import ban on all products from Fukushima remains in force. The US cable television provider Comcast has said it will no longer attempt to buy 21st Century Fox's entertainment business, ending a weeks-long bidding war with Disney. It comes at a time when US media companies are seeking to expand to compete with firms like Netflix. The BBC's Paul Blake reports from New York. The announcement marks the end of a multi-billion dollar bidding war between two of America's biggest media companies, Comcast and Disney. And it clears the way for Hallmark Fox titles like The X-Men and The Simpsons to join Mickey and Minnie Mouse inside the Disney corporate castle for the cool sum of $71 billion. Comcast says it will now turn its attention to acquiring the European broadcaster Sky, a move that, if successful, would make it the world's biggest pay TV network and less dependent on the U.S. market. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 27,356. That's 149 points down on the previous close. Market turnover stands at $44 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 112.36 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 16 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars 21 cents. And now with sports, here's Adam Chung. We start with golf and round two of the Open Championship is about to get underway at Carnoustie in Scotland. The American Kevin Kisner leads by one shot over his countryman Tony Finau and South Africans Eric Van Royen and Xander Lombard. Kisner was amongst the early starters on day one and he made the most of ideal conditions by scoring an impressive five under par 66. If you don't believe in yourself out here, you're going to get run over pretty quickly. So I'm pretty sure everybody has a lot of self-belief or, or we wouldn't be doing it. Um, the golf, you know, the golf course is great for me. The conditions are, are, have been fine and um, I'm going to have to just keep doing what I'm doing. And if I have 22 putts the next three days, I bet I have a pretty good shot. Jordan Spieth has ground to make up when he tees off later today. The defending champion begins his second round at one over par 72 after dropping four shots on the final four holes. 
to rugby just two weeks after advancing to the final stage of qualification for the 2019 Rugby World Cup. The Hong Kong Rugby Union's Sevens team are hunting for a different title this weekend at the World Cup Sevens. The tournament is taking place in the United States for the first time. The knockout format puts Hong Kong in a must-win situation when they kick off against Russia Friday night in San Francisco. That's 5.50 a.m. tomorrow morning Hong Kong time. New Zealand come in as the defending champions. They won the previous World Cup Sevens in Moscow five years ago. In football news, Brazil international Alisson has become the world's most expensive goalkeeper. The 25-year-old joined Liverpool from Roma for 84.5 million U.S. dollars. Alisson started in all five games for Brazil in the recent World Cup and has been their regular goalie since 2016. In cycling, Garen Thomas has extended his lead in the Tour de France after winning Stage 12 in the Alps. The BBC's Tom Fordyce reports. If Wednesday was a special day for Geraint Thomas, winning an Alpine Summit finish to take the Tour's yellow jersey, Thursday was unforgettable. On Alpe d'Huez, the most iconic mountain in cycling, the Briton first held on during multiple attacks from his rivals and then sprinted away in the final 200 metres to take a second glorious stage win in two days. Thomas now leads the overall standings by a minute and 39 seconds from teammate Chris Froome. And while the Welshman still insists that the four-time champion is Sky's number one, others will now begin to wonder. The 2014 champion Vincenzo Nibli pulled out of the race after suffering a broken vertebrae in a collision towards the end of stage 12. Nibli completed the stage in seventh place, 13 seconds behind Thomas. And that's your look at sports. And one more piece of sports news. The Hong Kong Football Association says a Greater Bay Area Football League is being considered by their mainland counterparts, but the idea is still in a very preliminary stage. The association's chairman, Brian Leung, made the revelation at a LegCo meeting discussing the government's sponsorship plan for the FA. He says he heard about the idea from the Chinese Football Association just yesterday, and it would be a professional regional league. A member of the government's football task force, Li Taknang, says while he likes ideas that will improve local football standards, there are serious technical issues that need to be overcome. Who are the players? to be absorbed in this league. If they are to play a regional league, are they still be able to involve in the local league? Because as a professional, you cannot just endlessly playing game after game within a week. Normally, you can only afford one game or two in a week. So how this league is to be operated and who is going to play in the league is the first question to be think about. And to end the news, the top stories once again. The Court of Appeal dismisses former Chief Executive Donald Zung's appeal against his conviction for misconduct. The leader of the Civic Party says the SAR's image would be tarnished if the government bans the Hong Kong National Party and President Trump invites Vladimir Putin to a summit in Washington. That's the news from RTHK. dark sky doesn't feel right I get close to you when it's hard times I can't get by if I'm not close to you well I can't help but see that there's a tension building I can't stand it 
Sunshine 